When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. It is time now for another fabulous edition of the often duplicated, never imitated Moon, Jug and Hobbs podcast. That's a different intro than usual. It is. It's also contradictory. Usually I start these podcasts by saying, welcome to episode number whatever. But I've lost track. I think it's like 46 maybe. It's a thousand as far as I'm concerned. It is. As a matter of fact, uh, we're going to introduce the people on the show today. Here's P-Jug. Hey, P-Jug. Hey, P-Jug here. And then we got Hobbs. How are you doing, Hobbs? I am doing well. Thank you for asking. And then we've got another guest, Wild Child. Jody, how are you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Okay. And you're from Canada, right? Yeah. Toronto, Ontario. Sweet. Well, then Jody's last name is Threat. Like there's a threat on your life. Out of a thousand women, how many become professional female wrestlers? I think we need to do the research. Yeah, probably like one. And how long have you been doing this? About four and a half years now. Do you have like a day job and then you wrestle on the side or what? Pretty much. I have uh, the day job. I'm a youth outreach worker and evenings and weekends. I'm a, a pro wrestler. Interesting mix, I know. I can say this. You need to go to YouTube. That's what I did. And I looked up Jody. Oh, God. And I watched her in the ring. The first guy was massive. Do women generally wrestle guys? It is popular right now. The last few years, intergender wrestling is huge. Um, but on TV, you don't typically find um, intergender wrestling. you got to come to the indies. It's where the cool kids hang out. How many mm -hmm. matches do you do in a year then? Are you like on the road all the time or what? So COVID obviously threw a wrench into things, um, but my schedule is getting active again. Pre-COVID, I was probably wrestling two to three times a weekend on average, sometimes four. Um, I was upset if I had less than two matches a weekend. And then they pay you by the match, by the amount of bones you break or what? Uh, it, well, it depends on your, uh, your way of, um, your contract. Your, yeah, exactly. I, I'm usually by match. Um, you know, I wish it were per bone. I broke. Um, that'd be kind of cool. Hobbs. Did you ever watch wrestling in your entire life? Oh my gosh. Yes. I was obsessed. Well, when I was a kid, there wasn't a lot of television on in the morning on Saturday mornings. And I, at a young age, got really addicted to the AWA. Okay. which was you're probably too young to remember the AWA, but the American Wrestling Association. So it was like 
Hulk Hogan and, you know, rock and roll Buck Zumhoff and The Claw and like Baron Von Raschke and all those guys. So, and then my brother would come and watch, but then my parents would get mad because we'd just be wrestling in the <laughs> living room and he would like, he would be sitting on the couch and he'd jump on me, you know, from behind and breaking yeah. lamps. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Now, that's kind of the way I was first exposed to wrestling as well, was through television wrestling. Mm -hmm. And Minnesota has had a lot of different wrestlers. Brock Lesnar. Yep. Uh, and then, of course, Vern Gagne. Vern was, you know, involved in a lot of wrestling, and he took a lot of shots to the head. If you have that many hits to the head, sometimes it changes you. Mm -hmm. He got into some kind of an altercation at, you know, the place he was living and another resident got injured because I think he thought he was in a match. Have you ever seen these, uh, you know, movies about football head injuries? And do you ever worry about stuff like that? I worry all the time. Um, I, I wear a mouth guard when I wrestle, not to protect my teeth, but to help with impact when we are getting bumped around um, because I'm so paranoid about head injuries. It's a big thing. And finally, in the last year or two, we've uh, really been paying attention and talking more about it. Obviously, we're always at risk of anything once you're in the ring. But if you can do anything to try to, you know, help the situation, like Knockwood, the last concussion I had was uh, about a year ago. Like the NFL, do you have to get go through like a protocol for head injuries or do you not have all that? No, we do not have all that, especially in the Indies. Uh, like we are independent contractors, so we have to take care of ourselves. We don't have like a medical team that looks after us. Um, oh. I come from an athletic background where uh, like I played rugby uh, varsity level for a long time. So um, like I have my own rules that I've set up for that. If there is even like a, a little scare of potentially a head injury, um, I follow those rules that I used to follow um, back then. But yeah, a lot of people ignore it. I'm telling you, it's pretty wild out there. We don't uh, always take care of our health, unfortunately, especially too. you know, you're kind of hustling to make that dollar. So if you're off because of a head injury, you're losing a paycheck. Makes sense. Yeah. Now, you said you've been doing it about four and a half years. What in, and it sounds like you were saying you're athletic to begin with. How did that come about that you like you? It was something you always wanted to do or you were just introduced to it and said, you know, what the heck? About uh, five years ago, I'll say, I was out in Toronto walking around downtown. Uh, I may or may not have been intoxicated. <laughs> um, I had my, my sister, who's two years younger than me, with me. She had just gone through a nasty breakup with a nasty man. So we, we went out. In our adventures, I came across a handwritten sign on a bar's chalkboard that said, Live Pro Wrestling. Um, her and I looked at each other decided that it was a good idea to go into this bar and watch whatever this was. And it was in the first eight minutes of being there that I, I, I just knew that I needed to get involved with this. <laughs> the rest is history. So alcohol, that's the answer. That's yes, alcohol. Long story short, alcohol. I like it. Well, I'm yeah. a comedian and that's, that's, that's how I got my start too is alcohol. So in that instance, like how much do you, it sounds like you have to self book and self promote, right? Kind of, Absolutely. You kind of, it sounds like there's enough matches to keep you fairly busy out here in, in Canada, specifically Ontario. We have a huge scene. Um, my first year, I did not leave the country. Uh, I was just, you know, traveling around uh, my own province trying to get reps. And I had over a hundred matches my first year. 
Wow. And that doesn't include, you know, um, Quebec, Montreal area is drivable from where I am and they have a huge scene out there. Yeah, America too, like most areas have their own individual scenes as well that are popping. We had a guy at the office that was living and dying by wrestling. And a lot of guys, when we would, you know, have that come up in conversation, they'd say, oh, wrestling's fake. Okay. And then they talk about the different, you know, people who are advancing to try to get the belt. And then you talk about these big pay-per-view events. I watch wrestling on YouTube mostly. And I can say this, I don't care if people think it's fake or not. When you're falling or being tossed from as high as you are, doesn't that just like knock your brains apart or it's got to hurt. I mean, how many days after a match does it take to heal? Great question. It hurts. Um, don't let anyone tell you otherwise. One of the main reasons for training is to learn how to protect yourself when you are getting beaten up. So proper training will protect you more than if you don't have training. Um, for instance, I, I, this is, I wrestled on, what was it, Saturday evening, and it is Monday now, like in the afternoon, and I'm still sore from my match. I went 20 minutes, uh, which is a bit of a long match. Um, I think I'll be fine tomorrow, but yesterday I was like walking around all like decrepit. It was not good. It was not good. Yeah. Oh, no. um, but sometimes you get lucky and you walk away not that, that scathed. It really depends what you're getting into. A uh, typical eight-minute match with uh, the typical amount of being beaten up. I, I would say like you're sore for at least a day. I can tell you a story about something that I was involved with. When I was on the air in Denver, there was a guy uh, of Asian descent that would call me up and he would challenge me to fight. And he, he called himself the Black Ninja. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and so, you know, on the air, you're like sitting here going, okay. Yeah, here's something that's really different. Let's put that on the air, right? Because not that many people put the Black Ninja on. So the Black Ninja challenges me, and I say, I don't know anything about what you're talking about. Well, then, wherever I would go to, like, a public appearance or something like that, this Black Ninja would show up, and he'd start shoving me and pushing me and trying to knock me down. And we'd take a couple of swings at one another until the bouncers at the bar <laughs> would then pull us apart. Okay. And the whole thing was used to promote a night of martial arts. So that's what we did. I mean, there was a couple of times he showed up and shoved me into a swimming pool. I mean, there was a bunch of them. So anyway, the, the uh, entertainment for the night or the, the big finale was going to happen around eight o'clock. And our bout was going to be at about 7.45, <laughs> okay? So we went to the ring beforehand, and we practiced a little bit. And, you know, the coach told me, just, you know, cover up if you're getting beat too bad. You know, try to keep him in the corner of the ring. That way it won't be as bad. You know, that kind of stuff. Well, the guy came out. I didn't think he was really going to kick me. Guess what? He did. And he really punched me. And I ended up falling through the ropes out into the crowd. No. (laughs) (laughs) And and the guy's jumping up and down like he, you know, he whooped my ass. Well, what he didn't know was I had a group of 10 white ninjas 
that came flying in out of the crowd and they beat the shit out of the black ninja and the crowd was going crazy right it was a lot of fun and i mean people talked about it on the air for quite a while where was this promotion like what <laughs> program director let you do this this is that's my question <laughs> that was in denver colorado i, I was on okay. an abc uh, owned station it was y108 and we did stuff like that you know, my name was Moondoggy on the air for a long time there, and I had to dress up like a werewolf. <laughs> I mean, those were the days when, you know, people were trying to do theater of the mind. Sure. And, you know, they tried to draw pictures with their words. Werewolf. And, that's what you came up with, though. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that, was, that was given to me. I didn't want that. They're like, put on the werewolf costume. Get out <laughs> no. there. What happened was I had a very drug-addicted boss in Omaha, <laughs> and he, when I went to work for him, I was doing 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. Uh, he said, you're going to be called Moondoggy. I said, well, what is that? And he goes, well, if you watch on television, there's a show called Gidget. And there's a character on the show that's kind of a hippie, kind of a beach bum. And his name is Moondoggy. So we're going to call you Moondoggy. And I said, all right, whatever. Well, when I got to Denver, they wanted to keep the name Moondoggy. But they wanted to add all the werewolf costumes and all that. Well, and that was back when I was still drinking. So a lot of times when you're hungover and you're in one of those costumes, it just gets icky. No. <laughs> I, I, uh, the only professional wrestler I've met this close up was Hulk Hogan. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, Hulk Hogan came into our show and he told me, about the match he was going to be in that night, which happened to be at an 18,000-seat arena, and the place was sold out. He taught me how to talk like a wrestler. No matter what you say, you got to say brother at the end, brother. And he was about the nicest guy you could ever meet. You know, that was when he was going through the Pam and Tommy lawsuit. Oh, okay. I don't know if you remember that, but he got involved with that whole mess. Uh, that was just crazy. He graduated from the same college my mom did. He has a degree in psychology. Oh, interesting. Yeah. From University, University of Florida. They didn't go together at the same time, but they, they, that's, he went to the same college. He was like, he was a 40 gator. Well, and then you think about the money that some of the guys have made through wrestling. Oh, yeah. And you, you got to immediately look at the rock. Mm -hmm. Think of what the rock is worth now. Like he's got to be worth close to a billion dollars. I'm going to see how much the rock is worth. Let's see. How much is the rock worth? <laughs> 320 million. Yep. Oh, that's a lot of money. Yeah. That's a well, lot think of, money. of everything that he's dabbling yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. True. Well, and he's got the, he's got the alcohol line. He's uh -huh. doing movies, uh -huh. you know, all the resid, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good for him. Do you guys kind of smack talk to each other beforehand? Is that more of a TV thing? Promo work? No, promos are huge. Um, yeah, it's something that you definitely got to practice. Uh, you hone a character, right? So, like, my character will act different than, say, like, your character. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, yeah, it's something you definitely want to to practice how your character... Really, you want to embody your character sure. uh, as much as you can. And definitely smack talk everyone, because who doesn't like good smack talk before a, a smack down, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, storytelling, guys. Storytelling. Jody, what do you do to train before each match? Like, as far as what are you eating? What are you doing to prep for the ma a match? Uh, typically, I I basically follow. I don't 
prepped specifically for individual matches because like I said, I'm usually wrestling every single weekend. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's not specific. In the beginning of time, uh, (laughs) you go through like wrestling school. Sure. So you get Mm -hmm. your fundamentals. And then um, once you're done your fundamentals, you have, uh, I guess, times you can go to the ring and and just make sure that you're still sharp and able to use the different elements of the ring, right? Like, am I still jumping off the ropes, running off the ropes, jumping out of the ring, you know, figuring out what still works for you. Um, In addition to that, I obviously lift weights because my style of wrestling is I like to pick up people and smash them. I just throw my body at people and pick them up and smash them. It's pretty good. Um, and then recently I've picked up, uh, BJJ, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, and I'm finding that it's very helpful with, um, controlling bodies and my cardio. Yeah. My, my boyfriend does, uh, is a black belt in oh amazing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Well, what about your mom and dad? What do they think about all this? Did they want you to be something different? They understand not to ask questions. Uh, this is literally not out of the ordinary for me to do. Like I am the type to get invested in some sort of weird activity, like full fledged. I like just dive right in. Like I think uh, their biggest scare was like when I was playing rugby, that was once they understood that like, this is my risk threshold. They, they just leave me alone. Like I skateboarded for years too. Like these things are in my opinion, uh, just as dangerous. So. Who is the uh, person that you remember beating you up the worst? Like when you got out of the ring, you're like, I don't ever want to do that again. Um, honestly, my match on Saturday, like mm-hmm. I, she kicked the doo-doos out of me. She actually, funny enough, like a sort of like a, a ninja sort of style uh, character, uh, black belt in Taekwondo. And as you said, like those kicks aren't soft and she was not being very nice with those kicks. My back was welted up um, after my match and even yesterday and that was pretty intense. She actually kicked me in my throat. And that's why my voice is a little raspy today still uh, from the impact of that kick to my vocal cords. Uh, you can't really see, but I actually have like a, like a little mark too uh, below my eye, which we typically don't try to bash up each other's faces. Um, but yeah, her kicks were wild. Like I, I feel like I'm a meaty person. So um, I, I typically can handle being bumped around, but like continuous strikes with like her like bone of her leg and so she's like a skinny like whip leg almost it was nuts it was nuts like well to not good deny kai is her name the kick demon and she is a demon oh my god (laughs) (laughs) do you ever watch ufc i'm not so much anymore i used to like back when it was uh, not so legal i can't believe nobody's died recently i mean they they, like do these pay-per-view events that are massive and you, when you watch them, I mean, it is just freaking brutal. So for you, how long do you see yourself doing this? Until my body can't take it anymore. Because you're having fun. I'm having so much fun. I really am. It allows me to travel. Like, literally, like, what job allows you to travel? Like, I get flown, and that's paid for. My accommodations are paid for, and I walk away with money in my pocket while doing something I love. Like, why? I can't give that up. I'm not ready to, and my body is very healthy right now where I can keep going, and I don't even have, like, a, a time limit. And it's nice because my uh, my day job, if you will, um, is flexible enough that it allows me to, to do this lifestyle. So do you ever have to go to the doctor, and your doctor's like, oh, you're here again? <laughs> or, anything, or what does your doctor think of this? They can't think that you should continue. 
so I, I don't see my doctor very often, but I have a chiropractor as well as a massage therapist that I see regularly. Um, they just shake their head, but they know the deal and they crack me and, and stretch me and friggin' get in there with their elbows uh, and make me whole. And I would like to continue not having to see my general practitioner because uh, that usually means, uh, you know, an injury. So <laughs> right. what about the yeah. medical system in Canada? Let's go there for just a couple of seconds because I have MS mm -hmm. and I take a drug that cost my last uh, insurance statement. One dose was ninety six thousand dollars. Wow. And I have to have two of those doses per year. Mm -hmm. So think about trying to pay for that if you didn't have insurance or even if you have a 80-20 plan or something like that. Now, in Canada, you guys basically have free medicine, but I understand that the wait times, you know, unless you're like bleeding, uh, you have to wait like a long time. Is that the truth? Um, so I think it depends per province on wait times, uh, at, our prescriptions aren't covered. So a lot of our prescriptions, you actually have to pay out of pocket. They might be subsidized, but, um, we're still paying. Like, I think people don't realize that like free doesn't mean everything is free. Also, I think the, um, our options are limited when it comes to free. Cause there's some like thinking of like sports therapy specifically, uh, and injuries, like how someone would get repaired here is different than what's available to people in America. Um, and so I, I think that's interesting. Um, for me, again, I live in, in Toronto, which is the biggest city in Canada. Uh, and I live like downtown Toronto where uh, we're dense. Like our, our it, like three million, I think, is is our little space is how many people live there. Um and so, yeah, wait times are ugly. And even when you're bleeding, sometimes the wait times are ugly. Um, I don't know what the trick is to get ahead of the line, maybe literally uh, flatlining. I had like a pull in my back, which was actually like causing me not to be able to uh, breathe. I couldn't take deep breaths or it would spaz. It was very weird. And I think that took me six hours to see someone. Um, wow. I, yeah, I had my finger was pretty badly cut open. And that only took me one hour once. That was nuts. But I think the nurse kind of, we were like, we had a, a moment. And I think she liked me and she kind of like triaged me. Nice. Um, yeah. But then I remember once uh, a few years ago, my mom was having like really, really weird uh, pains in her like abdomen region. And no joke, we waited 13 friggin' hours mm. overnight. Wow, and then that's... they lost her file and sent her home. Oh, wow. I needless to say, I lost it, but it was no good because we still got sent home. Another thing I want to know, too, is, uh, you know, Canada uh, has cannabis completely legalized. Hey, hey, what's up? <laughs> now, I know that in hey. the United States, what goes on with NFL players and a lot of sports players that have injuries or bumps and bruises, you know, they want to use THC and marijuana. But the thing about it is it's against the NFL rules. And if you test mm -hmm. positive, you know, they can make you set out a couple of weeks or whatever. This year, the way I understand it is that the NFL went to the players union. And because there are so many teams in states that have uh, recreational cannabis, medical cannabis or whatever, they can't really tell them you can't use that when it's completely legal. So I think what they did at the beginning of the year this last year 
is they went to the players union and said, we're going to test everybody before the season starts and never again. Mm-hmm. That way they're kind of turning their head to the whole thing. Yeah. Do you, do you ever use cannabis to help the pain and the suffering that you go through after a match? Um, so they actually have rubs that I love. Uh, I, yep. I'm, I don't want to jinx myself. Like I've been like relatively healthy and I, I recover really fast from um, some things. So I don't typically need to for injury. Doesn't mean I don't, you know, partake <laughs> on a Saturday night. But yeah. uh, the rubs, I have used the rubs um, for stiff muscles or like Charlie horses. I've had a few like nasty Charlie horses and um, I really do enjoy like the, I think it's like a, a 50-50 split um, yeah. is like the degree that I like. Um, but I do, a lot of my friends actually use it for uh, like pain. I, I, they like the, in, the inhaler apparently yeah. is quite helpful. Mm-hmm. Well, Canada was the first one to actually allow Sativex which is, you know, like the mist spray. Right. And, you know, people were trying to, you know, smuggle that over into the United States because, you know, at that time it was not legal here for medicinal purposes or whatever. Favorite part of Canada, what's yours? Oh, I absolutely love uh, West Coast. I'm a snowboarder. Uh, So Whistler or anywhere in that region, uh, my utmost favorite. And I will probably eventually move out there. Like I have a cousin out there already and we always like talk about, oh, one day, one day I'll be out there. I took P-Jug to Vancouver and that is my favorite city in Mm -hmm. the world. Mm -hmm. It is awesome. Amazing. Whistler's like an hour and a half out of uh, Vancouver. What, like Northwest kind of? Into the mountains. Into the mountains. Yeah, that, that's such a beautiful area there. Oh, man. I've mm-hmm. never been to Banff. I've always wanted to go to Banff. Very beautiful as well. I've heard that that's insane. Now, uh, because of your travels around the United States, has there ever been a city you're like, wow, this is kind of cool. I might consider moving here. Uh, yeah, Portland, Maine. Nice. Oh. Yeah, I love Maine. Maine is also one of those beautiful areas where I'm just like, oh, my God. I think I just need to be next to water, mm-hmm. like specifically mm-hmm. salt water. Because I'm by Lake Ontario, which is freshwater. Are you a Pisces? I am. Oh Me my too. Gosh. Hey, when's your birthday? <laughs> uh, March seventeenth. We didn't. We're half an hour into this thing. You didn't tell me Jody's coming to town. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. You didn't tell me that. Let me fix all that. Here's what's going on with Jody's visit to the Twin Cities. Uh, you know, and I think this is awesome. It's a fundraising event actually, and it's called the Luck of the Irish, and that is the first of two nights. And that is going to be in Rosemount at the community center. It's uh, sponsored by the iron heart pro people. Uh, But the benefit is for police officers. Uh, They're going to try to, you know, raise money for wellness programs. And that's not for just the police it's for fire department people too. So first responders. And I don't know if you knew this, but police officers and first responders they can pass away up to 20 years earlier than the mainstream population from heart attacks because of all the stress and all that. And so they're coming up with mental health programs for these officers. So if you want to get tickets, uh, you can go to my Facebook page uh, or you should mention all your different social medias too. Uh, Jody, I, I saw all your stuff on Instagram and you got a nice looking dog, by the way. Oh, isn't he wonderful? Yeah. Do you have all the ticket info up on your uh, on your social? Oh, absolutely. You'll see the flyer up there. Uh, you can scroll through. 
Um, so if you go my social medias uh, for both Twitter as well as Instagram is Jody, J-O-D-Y, threat, T-H-R-E-A-T. Um, there's also ticket information for the, the promotion you talked about, Ironheart Pro Wrestling. Um, so you can find them also on Twitter and Instagram and they'll have all uh, the flyers up and you'll see all the different match graphics for the two nights. Um, and they'll also have like a link to ticket sales. And what about the second night? You're going to be, I believe, in Wisconsin, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, we are. We're, it's uh, The show's called Don't Stop the Party because, you know, nights of partying can't stop. Uh, right. And it's, it's at the uh, Hop and Barrel Brewing Company, oh, which is Hudson? Hudson, Wisconsin. When, when is that? Uh, that is on the 19th. And there's two shows. We're actually doing two shows that day. So, you know, I have to fight twice. Oh, my God. Um, the first one will be at, uh, you would think I would know this, 5 o'clock. And then the second show is at 9 o'clock. They have um, good beer there. They That's have a great good, beer there. It's a, it's a great brewery. I'm so mad. I'm going out of town that day. Come on, man. Dang it. Come on. Oh, you're going to Austin, Texas. Yep. I'm going to Austin, Texas for a week. Yeah. Yeah. I've never been there. It's been there. I've been there a bunch of times. And it's, it's very cool. It's like. For me, you can keep the rest of Texas, but Austin is awesome. You know, my son's middle name is Austin because of Austin. Oh, God. Was he conceived there? Uh, (laughs) That I can't really say. I don't know. (laughs) But I used to spend a lot of time there. Have you been to the Twin Cities before? And if you have, tell us what you've experienced. Did you think the people treated you well? Was it a, a good place to visit or is this your first? This is not my first. I'm actually the uh, the the women's champion for this promotion, um, Ironheart Pro Wrestling, and uh, so they've had me back uh, a few times now. Uh, I went to that huge mall. That was kind of neat. And rode the little roller coaster. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. Um, yeah, no, I really, actually, to be honest, I, I I really do like the city and the area. Like, it's not bad at all. Like, I was surprised. I didn't know what I was getting into at first. Um, but yeah, I, I think the first time I came was like early summer and I, I loved it. Um, I'm learning to survive. I'm actually like a, a vegetarian and there's a lot of meats, uh, mm-hmm. and it's hard to find options. So sometimes I have to cheat and eat the flesh of an animal. Don't you guys have a comedy festival in Toronto? That's just massive. Just for laughs. Just for laughs. Yeah. Yeah. It's wonderful. I've heard about it. I think it's like what a two dayer. Usually we haven't had it for a few years. Cause again, the pandemic, dun, dun, dun. but yeah, actually sense. I think it's sometimes they do like a, a week long thing. And then like the weekend is when like all the good stuff happens. Yep. Uh, we, yeah, we have a huge comedy scene in Toronto mm-hmm. and Montreal actually as well. And you know, a lot of uh, American comedians can't get into Canada because if you have a DWI, they won't let you in. It, it, fact. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man, you want to do this run with run with me to Canada? It's like <laughs> they just stay in the, in the country. Sorry. <laughs> this one time, I was on my motorcycle back when I was still riding, and I went up through Duluth, and I went all the way up to Two Harbors. You know, I'm I'm driving along the Big Lake. It's gorgeous. I got my pee jug on the back. We're all you know cruising along. And we get all the way to the border and there's only like a three car wait. And I have my passport and she has her passport. And so we pull up, they looked at us and they said, how long do you uh, plan on staying in Canada? And I said, 30 seconds. (laughs) And they're like, what? And I go, I just want to say I rode to Canada on my motorcycle. So I went through the checkpoint and turned around and went back out. And then they searched us. 
Oh my God. Like, <laughs> it's like, how could you search me? I've only been in your, your country 50 yards. That's so funny. Right? Yeah. Uh, that was pretty good. Well, I wanted to come up there and get Cuban cigars. Go to Cuba and get your cigars. Do you like it? I love it. Yeah. It's like a, a cheap island destination. Great people, great food, great vibe. Yeah, I know people are like complain about like the uh, the resort food there. I, I thought it was great, and I'm truly I'm I'm the type I like to leave resort, and like have like the proper like authentic experience. And yeah, I had a great time, from what I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty I'm pretty sure it was awesome. You talk a lot about drinking. Uh, what do you drink? Oh, Jameson. There you yeah. go. Yeah, that's, that's my go to. Uh, at least when I'm in character, uh, when I'm trying to be classy, Jody, uh, uh, gin martinis, filthy, <laughs> not even dirty, filthy. I love the olives. P. Jug, what are you drinking in there right now? Just some cheap Pinot Grigio. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Bob, like you drinking too? Yeah, Diet Coke. I keep buying these small cans thinking if I do that, that I'll drink less of them and I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'll waste less. I'll, I'll drink less of them. No, I don't. Do you like to um, go out on your free time or just hang in and stream shows what's your favorite thing to do when you're free uh i like adventures uh, again friggin the pandemic has locked us down so all i've been doing has been streaming uh we couldn't even access the gym here in canada up until like yeah. a month ago it's insane oh wow um, but yeah no i i'm a very active person like when i do have free time which is very rare like um always on adventures with the dog like we we hike a lot um i love rock climbing sports Anything. I, I concerts. I used to go to concerts all the time. Any sort of festival. I like to just get into things, different things. Who's your favorite band? Oh, I can't answer that. It depends on the genre and the mood. But um, since, I guess, you know, St. Patrick's coming up, I'm going to stick with um, maybe like Flogging Molly or uh, Dropkick Murphys. Yeah. Tis okay. the season, right? It is. That's really, how is the uh, comedy scene out there? It's good. I mean, Minneapolis is pretty well known nationally. Um, the the sad thing is we've lost a lot of clubs in the last couple of years. Yeah. Like the Joke Joint Comedy Club is gone. Um, yeah. Royal Comedy Theater. There's only a couple of clubs. And when you get to the level kind of like where I'm at, where you're headlining most of the time or, or featuring sometimes, yeah. you only get booked, booked at a particular club a couple of times a year and that's it. So you've got yeah. to market to, to yeah. work. And so, Yeah. But I mean, it's it's always been really good. Um, it's a supportive group for the most part, but it is uh, it's not easy. And mm -hmm. a lot of I would imagine be similar for you in Canada. Yeah, you live in a big city, but to travel to another market, you know, that's yeah. at least in our in our business, for the most part, until you're like have national credits and all that stuff, you're driving yourself or you're flying yourself. You're 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 your own travel agent and all that. Yeah. Kind of now, do you sell merchandise at your events to help make money too? Oh yeah, I got merch. I got T-shirts and eight by tens, which nice. are in my little my, my face that I signed for you. I gotta step up my merch game. I kind of suck with that. Like I I love wrestling for the sake of wrestling. So like sure. all the social media stuff. Like I'm really like you. Like I need to work on that. Like I've been yeah. doing better lately. Um, I have like this new like gimmick. I'm trying to like a jackass gimmick. Okay. I'm trying like just to, so I'm forced to put more content out regularly. Um, so hopefully that helps. <laughs> I love it. Why well, your social media has just went up. Cause I, uh, I friended you on Instagram. So hell yeah. Hell yeah. Brother. 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 <laughs> yeah. brother. I know. Uh, do you have a website that people can look at too? 
you know, again, I should probably get on this stuff. I'm uh, I stick honestly like Instagram and Twitter because that seems to be where like typically you'll find wrestling fans. But yeah. I really should like cater to other people that are just interested in looking because you know maybe I'll pull someone into wrestling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How long does it take you to get your hair? as red as it is on your publicity photos. Oh my God, you can kind of see it right now. Yeah. Uh, I, I've had red hair for like probably like 10 years now. So I, I don't know, I get it dyed like every six weeks and I have this awesome shampoo uh, that I use that just keeps it vibrant all the time. A lot another, of money though, lots of money. So buy my merch, please help. Another, <laughs> <laughs> another thing I wanted to ask you about, cause I think you kind of browsed on it for a second. Uh, you know, because the COVID thing and everybody's locked up inside. You said you were streaming, uh, you know, TV shows or whatever. What have you been watching? Anything fun? We always talk about this every week, pretty much. Uh, the one that I'm like working through right now, cause I, I have honestly been so busy the last month that I haven't been able to sit and watch. Um, but the Ozarks, like the newest mm-hmm. season. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. It's we cool. like that. I just finished 1883. It was very, very good. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be. P-Jug, what have you been watching? You've been watching Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, right? Queer Eye, yes. I love it. I was so done with American Idol. I was going to say, that's still on? Yeah. <laughs> 20 it's years. So 20 years. Oh, my God. It's so years. much better than it was at the beginning. It's so much better. She okay. would always say to me that, uh, you know, we never watch anything together. And I'm like, well, yeah. And I start naming things that we've watched together. Yeah, yeah. but you didn't see this and you didn't do that. And and uh, and she said, well, you want to watch Idol? And I'm thinking, here's an opportunity to score points with Mama, <laughs> right? So I say, sure, I'll watch Idol with you. And that was last year. We watched the whole season. And the reason I was tired of it, I was tired of Simon and Paula Abdul. I mean, mm. that thing went on forever. Uh, and I just shut it off because the voice came on and the voice was better. And then I'm thinking, okay, I like the voice better. And then America's Got Talent came on, and I like that better than every singing show because it's not just singing. There's comedians, there's jugglers, there's people that swallow fire. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, there's all that stuff. Uh, But then, you know, a couple of weeks ago, she said, Idol's coming back on. I'm thinking, more points with Mama. Mm -hmm. we, We come in and we flip it on, and I'm telling you, it is a lot better than it used to be. The judges have a great chemistry. Who the, is it now? Who are the judges? I can't even keep track. There's always so many new judges. Who's, who is it now? It's Luke Bryan, Katy Perry, and Lionel Richie. Oh, okay. No, they, they had those guys last year, a couple years yeah. ago. Right? right. Yeah, a couple years. And Ryan Seacrest. Of course. And there are no singers that they drag out and humiliate like they used to. See, now and- that's why I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> see, me too. Me that too. Was, I want to see someone completely delusional. <laughs> I, want, I want to see somebody that is like, and my favorite is always when the parents are with and like, You're, that's my baby. <laughs> sure. And they just eat it. There was a girl last week on the show, right? And they had not said no to anyone. Everybody was, You're going to Hollywood. And Boring. All but, you know, all of them really were super good. But th- this little girl came up. She was 15 years old and she had a good voice, but it wasn't a great voice. And uh, before she sang, they said, so tell us about yourself. Well, I'm so-and-so. I'm 15 years old. I go to school here or there. Um, and I'm the granddaughter of Aretha Franklin. Oh, right? oh what? 
And you're thinking the queen of souls granddaughter, she's going to crush it. And Lionel Richie and Aretha Franklin were friends. And I'm thinking, okay, this girl's so going through. And I heard her and I thought, they're still going to let her go through. And they shattered her heart. Lionel was really kind to her. They they handled that really well. Yeah. Does she have it? Do you think like in a few years she could develop that voice? I think so. All right. So before we get off, let's talk about the event. It's coming up the day after my birthday. That's March 18th at the Rosemount Community Center. Uh, you can go in. It's called The Luck of the Irish. It's going to be a lot of fun. Killa Kate is going to be featured that night too, right? Yeah. Yeah, she should be there. So go to Jody's Instagram. All the information for tickets is there. It's been a lot of fun, Jody. We really appreciate your time. Stay safe. Welcome to Minnesota. Uh, Try the good earth. Have a salad. Oh, I will. All things are good. Anything else, anybody? I'm going to try to come on the 18th. I was going to say, guys, you you all have to come out. We'd love to know. That will be great. That's a wrap. Thank you, Jody. We've got another uh, exciting podcast next week. Share it. Like it. If you want to send us an email, it's moonpjughobs at gmail. Not moonpjug and hobbs, moonpjughobs at gmail. That's P-J-U-G-G. Oh, beautiful, full spacious sky.